You're listening to Tech Bytes from the Packet Pushers, a 15-minute sponsored podcast that gives you a quick but comprehensive look at a technology or concept. Today's episode is sponsored by Tufin Explores network segmentation, why organizations need it, and how to implement sensible segmentation even as networks get more complex. Our guest is Sagi Barzvi. He is strategic pre-sales manager at Tufin. And Sagi, welcome to the podcast. Before we dive into network segmentation, can you give us a quick overview of Tufin, what the company does? Sure. It's great uh, being here. Tufin is a security uh, policy company. We manage uh, and automate security policy across the infrastructure. It can be a hybrid infrastructure in a complex environment. So infrastructure, firewalls, router switches, that kind of thing? Yeah. So it can be from the, you know, from the physical firewalls all the way up to uh, cloud and containers and new technologies that, you know, are being introduced into the market. This, uh, you know, infrastructure, this time goes by, it tends to be very uh, agile, right? Things tend to be a little <laughs> bit more faster than it used to be. So it's, uh, it's a challenge. <laughs> But definitely, you know, I think Tufin's real focus is the ability to use software to improve security and operational security. And it's that SD software platform that does things like change control and keeps a reason of why is this configuration in my firewall like this. So started from firewall management and why keeping the rule bases in check, what the rules were for and why they were and having a change control procedure. Now you're extending that into the entire infrastructure space right the way from switch configuration, router configuration to container configuration and actually validating that it meets a, a policy. That's correct. So you, you see our customers or, you know, the general IT organization is is dealing with a lot of challenges. As he said, it used to be worrying about the firewall, but now guess what? There's new technologies in town and you need more visibility. You need more ways to manage your security policy and reduce the attack surface on all of these infrastructures, right? So it's not just what used to be the switch, the ACL, you know, the firewall. It's more than that, much more. I like to think of Tufin as a set of software tools that put up guardrails, not speed bumps. The way that Tufin works in my mind is, or Tufin only brings value to me as an operational when something runs into the guardrails. My policy says, I want my firewall rules to match this policy. And if you don't, Tufin says, this is something that's outside of policy. So I like to think of Tufin as a guardrails policy, not a speed bump. A firewall is a speed bump. Tufin's there to make sure that your your policy is being working and the, the guardrails are in place to protect your policy. Totally correct, Greg. But it's more than that. It's looking into what you already have in place and saying, okay, this is what you have. Is this within the guardrails, as you said, right? Taking it a step forward and looking into what's going to happen to the next thing I'm going to implement. I don't want to create any breach or attack surface or enlarge the attack surface in a sense, but by creating more exposure I want to make sure that everything that I introduce into the network, and again, of course, multiple infrastructure, is within those guardrails, right? I want to have continuous compliance throughout the whole process of, uh, you know, what we call a rule life cycle, but it can be anything, you know, we talk about firewall rules, talk about uh, rules within the cloud. Well, well, why don't you talk about, so today's topic is network segmentation, and micro-segmentation is a hot topic in the networking. So why don't you tell us how... Tufin takes that idea of policy management and policy control in terms of network segmentation. First of all, you know, a few words about segmentation. So, you know, network segmentation specifically, uh, you would expect to have a lot to do with uh, security, which is true. That's true. But it's much more than that. It's also about business agility, because imagine that now as uh, maybe you're a security operation guy or security administrator, it doesn't really matter. You've been dealing with looking into everything that's being introduced into the network, looking into everything that's already in place. But what if we can automate it? What if we can reduce that by saying, 
You build a security policy. You tell us how you want this to be. And anything new that comes in that is within those constraints, right, within those guardrails is already passed because you built the security policy. So you basically already approved it, hmm. right? So, so explain to me what that means by policy. So I understand the idea of security. So it means things like access list. It means things like where does this uh, network segment can be? If is, is it a VXLAN? Is it an NSX micro segment? How does that work? Actually, it's all of the above that you mentioned and much more. I'll take it a step back without even going going into the technology is first of all mapping what we would define as zones and it could be anything from zones within a firewall to subnets to specific servers to anything that you would consider as a zone building out this matrix even you know if we want to get more graphical into it building a matrix saying what is allowed to go from point a to point b right as simple as that and that's how you segment the network now you go piece by piece and you eventually end up with multiple ways of segmenting it, multiple policies in place. I haven't not seen one organization that has only one policy in place. Sure. It's usually a mix. And it can be, by the way, you know, you talk about uh, policies. So what, what are a policy? What defines a policy? It can be a corporate one and it can be a regulatory standard that defines it, you know. Right. In terms of what's on the ground, are you looking at, say, the eVPN configuration on the switches, or like the firewall rules that are attached where the VXLAN terminates? Are you looking at the NSX configuration to know where that, where's that data for compliance coming from? The base component would be the firewall rule, which defines it and saying, how does the firewall look like if he's in compliance, if he's matching my security policy? But as we mentioned, this was kind of the start of things. Now we're looking much into other technologies within, you know, you have the cloud security uh, policy and you have a server or even a storage going from somewhere within the cloud. There are so many components and that's true with containers as well. Now it's not just firewall and IPs and things that are used to be very traditional. Now it's more about uh, you have a, an instance, right? Doesn't necessarily have an IP, mm. but you know who the, you know, the instance is. Might, by the way, it might switch IPs. You gotta have, be able to maintain control over these assets as well. So how are you getting this information? Are you reaching out to the devices and pulling in rule sets and configurations? Is there an agent that runs on each box? How does it? How does Tufin gather, gather the picture of the network and the policy? So in that sense, we are very flexible. Uh, we have APIs connections into the devices, uh, most of them. Some of them, we just, as you said, we would connect to, if it's a cloud uh, account, we would connect to the account, gather information from the account, pull in relevant resources um, and relevant information to be able to, you know, eventually analyze the, the rule base, the rule set and everything that goes on all the assets have visibility into those as well. So it's, it's a mix of uh, APIs, uh, logs and, and other connections that we would integrate with. Okay, so you pull all that in and then you start to build a picture of, here's how I've got firewall rules, VLANs, ACLs configured. Are they aligning with what my policies are supposed to be doing? Exactly. So first of all, it's uh, about you know visibility and being able to mm -hmm. uh, create a single pane of glass. If you have multiple, usually organizations that have multiple vendors in place and multiple technologies. So you want to have a place that you're familiar with. So creating this and as well as building and mapping security policy and compliance if you're violating things, being able to map traffic. So you look at topology now and network information. So let's map what goes on from point A to point B, what's in the path 
and what's blocking me, what's allowing me to go there and analyze vulnerabilities within it and analyze risks within this path that now needs to be created, perhaps. Okay, so the first thing I'm getting is this kind of uh, global visibility into the topologies, the rule sets, and, and how they're aligning with my policies. We started to touch on this earlier. The second thing is there's an accelerated pace of change in IT, uh, new services being thrown up, new devices being added, whatever, and security doesn't want to be sort of the, the department of no, where they're like, hold on, slow down, I got to make sure this uh, is, is correct. You can essentially set up uh, a system so that as devs or whoever are throwing new stuff up, there are guidelines or guardrails in place already. Correct. What you just defined is the trade-off between security and business agility, right? Mm -hmm. It's like I mentioned, the scale goes up and down. If you want to get more secure, you reduce your, agility. your business agility. It doesn't have to be that way. Uh -huh. It doesn't have to be that way. Because if you have a process that you can automate, and even zero touch automation, right? So if you have a process that you have in place and it's being approved by the relevant uh, people and the relevant teams and within the organization, and it goes through those uh, guardrails, as you said, then there is no reason to not be able to be as agile as you want and to reduce SLA into, you know, sometimes minutes with from days to minutes. It's, it's that trustable. So can you maybe give us an example of, of how this would work? So, you know, there's a lot of talk about DevOps processes and CICD. How would Tufin integrate into a workflow or a process or a tool chain as new services are spun up to make sure that the security controls are in play? It depends on the way the workflow is built. But, you know, if, if I'm just providing like a general picture, then if you get a request that comes in from any system and you want to be able to identify the risk so you can check to see if what is requested is according to those guardrails that we define, if it's part of, uh, you know, you can build it and you can match it to a zone-to-zone -zone type of uh, scenario, you will be able to identify if there is a risk. If there's no risk, just move forward. You don't need to even alert the user because it's already, you kind of got the thumbs up here. Uh -huh. So you yeah. move this forward, you will be able to eventually design and push the changes needed into the relevant infrastructure from the Tufan side, right? So this goes all the way back to, we mentioned API connection. It's a bi-directional one. We're not only getting the config, we would somehow push configs and you know, if you have hybrid environment yeah. with multiple vendors in place, this is huge, right? Because now you don't have to go in, log into all of them, push the configuration and, you know, just go from there. Yeah, this comes back to this idea of guardrails. Tufin actually says, you go ahead and do what you need to do. You're not preventing anybody from doing what needs to be done until they hit the guardrails. Exactly. And then the Tufin system comes up and says, no, that, that's outside of policy. That's outside of the system that we put in place to protect ourselves from the things that we don't want to happen. You know, as long as you're staying on the highway and hammering down the six lanes, you've got the freedom to do whatever the highway <laughs> rules say. Correct. <laughs> and then Tufin sitting there on the edge going, oh, bang, yeah. into the guardrail. Yeah, no, you can't exactly, yeah. exactly, so, exactly. Exactly. Which I like is because that is really what you want. You want, you know, especially as we move into micro-segmentation, which is configured by APIs. So developers come along and call an API and create a, an overlay network. They don't yeah. even know what's underneath. They just create it. Well, you want to make sure that whatever they're doing is actually complying with policy. You want to be able to say, is there a firewall attached to that? If they've got a public IP, is the public IP compliant? Do you need to run a scan and check that the ports that are exposed are safe? You know, there's so many things like this in modern enterprise that as we get into automation, things happen without you there to check the policy manually. So you've got to find new ways to automate that. And I see Tufin as, as one of the products in that space. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, they, they wouldn't even know there is a firewall in the path. 
without a system like Tufin to tell them, right? Because they develop, as you said, they're sitting on the DevOps side, perhaps, right? They're building their, spinning up their server instance, whatever they need, and they have no idea what the exposure is. So we want to have that A, visibility, B, continuous compliance, and eventually being, being able to be a part of the deployment process to be able to provide Yes, you're within the guardrails, yes or not, right? Yeah, I mean, it's good for developers to have an understanding of the security, but you you want them to know that it's being taken care of. Uh, they can get on with doing what they do. Uh, they, they, and you certainly don't necessarily want them configuring those firewall rules. So you let them do what they do, but you're providing an environment that they can operate safely within. That's Correct. And, and it doesn't have to be that uh, dramatic in a sense that if he's not within the guardrails, then you're completely shutting him off mm-hmm. or anything like that. We can just provide an alert saying, okay, this is out of a guardrail, right? This is why. I think one of the most important pieces to it is being able to report and provide justification or explanation on what is it that it's outside of the guardrail. So I'll give you an example. Assuming you're going somewhere and you've added a service that should not be there or you've opened unwanted traffic. No one wants to open unwanted traffic. You want to have him... You want to provide him with the visibility saying, this is what you've done. Just so you know, this is not part of, you're not within the guardrails, right? So I'm going back to this example. So just know that if you want to proceed forward, you would have to get, you know, maybe an approval, you know, just so you know, this is what you're doing, right? So if, even being able to provide that alert system is very valuable. So it doesn't have to be dramatic into just breaking you. If you're talking about CICD, just breaking the CICD process. You don't have to break the build. You just have to say, this is the security policy that you're breaking. Sure, you want to do this? Probably not. And you know, from there, it's pretty straightforward. I think the notion of being able to align security with business agility uh, should be enticing to a lot of people. So if folks want to find out more about Tufin, where would you send them? So Tufin.com, you'll find valuable information over there. Great, great information on our website, Tufin.com. So we also have a white paper. A practical guide to network segmentation, you'll find it very valuable with a lot of the information that we talked about today and more. And we'll have all those links in the show notes that accompany this podcast. Uh, Sagi, thank you for joining us. And we thank you to Tufin for being a sponsor. You can find this and many more fine, free technical podcasts along with our community blog at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at packetpushers, find us on LinkedIn, like us on Facebook, and rate us on iTunes. Last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.